Hey, Claire, what's the day today? It's October 3rd. Our new, Our new favorite, favorite day. day. Woo! <laughs> so um, actually, since we are on a schedule, when this comes out, it will not be October 3rd. It will be after that. I believe it's going to be October, October 7th. 7th. That's yes. Right. That's really unfortunate. I wish we had somehow a schedule that aligns with anything. First of all, we didn't align with the release of Dear Evan Hansen. Now we're not aligning with Mean Girls Day. We also didn't align with Heather's Day. We need to get on something. Or like the universe <laughs> needs to align with us, I think. I know, right? <laughs> it's we really should change it from Thursday to other days. Maybe that'll be better. I think the universe should just align with us because I think it's really rude of it not to. <laughs> Everything should just be on a Thursday, <laughs> uh, but it's okay. As long as we record on October 3rd, I feel like we honor everything that's been going on with Mean Girls. By the way, for those of us who are like not familiar with each other, I'm Becky. And this is Claire. <laughs> Welcome to another <laughs> episode of Podway. Woo. Oh, this is so funny. Yeah. I don't think we ever like forgot to do the proper introduction until so late. We had introductions where... I said stuff in the beginning and then we introduced ourselves, but I don't think it's been as much. But That's I like true. it. Maybe we should try it more often. Maybe. So what is this podcast about, Claire? <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> so yes, this podcast, we talk about musical theaters, plays, and in today's episode, we are obviously going to talk about Mean Girls. I guess the synopsis of Mean Girls, Mean Girls revolves around Katie or Caddy whichever way you want to pronounce it, a junior high school student who enrolls in high school for the first time after being homeschooled her entire life. So she befriends two outcasts, Janice and Damon, and together they devise a plan to take down the reigning clique, the plastics, by making Katie infiltrate their ranks. What is your familiarity yeah. like with Mean Girls? <laughs> I think I watched the movie years ago, but okay. I didn't really remember what happened except for one scene when Regina like realized she was eating the bars that would make her gain weight and she screams. That's like the only thing that I really remember. I don't know why it was so funny. <laughs> I think it's because memorable. I was looking at the energy bar and I'm like, oh, I wonder what that tastes like. I want to Really? Eat it. I was looking at her teeth the entire time because they made sure to like have chunks of chocolate or chunks of energy bar stuck there for the effect <laughs> when she screams. I don't know if you noticed it now, but that's I, definitely... I mean, I do now. And I do also know that you have an issue with people eating. So yes. I have an pe- issue with people eating only if they eat with their mouth open. Like I don't mind even seeing like if, if you have food stuck in your teeth, I will let you know. Don't worry. I have your back. Okay, But good. if you chew with your mouth open, I will annihilate you. I, I'm sorry. I cannot stand <laughs> it at all. Just it's so disgusting to me. <laughs> well how about your experience <laughs> um, before we go down this road right we already went down the road but okay uh I have a vast experience with Mean Girls I don't know how popular like how many slumber parties you've attended throughout the years but slumber parties or sleepovers were something that was very very common around middle school for me and prime top-notch movie to watch during slumber parties is Mean Girls. Other one is She's the Man is really, really good. Cinderella Story, John Tucker Must Die. There are a whole host of them and I still hold them very near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can say I probably watched Mean Girls over 10 times. Oh my goodness. This uh, experience. It's always such a fun like thing to to watch together with other people. So um, 
Yeah, I like Mean Girls. Let's say it that way. And also, like, you hear it quoted constantly. Like, on Wednesday, we were pink. You go, Glen Coco. That's why her hair is so big. It's full of secret. Like, that's kind of stuff, like, you, you hear all the time in high school and university, wherever. Like, as Instagram captions, like, you constantly hear it. So I don't think it's avoid- avoidable. Did you notice any quotes that you didn't realize were attributed to the show or, like, the musical? I feel like I'm very out of the um, typical middle school life that you just described because uh, when I was going to school, like sleepover is never a thing. Like in Taiwan, you never oh, do sleepovers. Really? Um, you never do sleepovers plus movies. Well, I mean, maybe sometimes you do sleepovers, but definitely it's not a norm. It's not something that people do constantly. Oh. And it's only something that will happen like, I don't know, let's say over a summer break or something. I don't know. Maybe some people else do it, but... Mm-hmm my friends and also my family is just not something that we do very often. So I would not say that it's something that I'm very familiar with and Mm -hmm. definitely don't share that same experience as you do. Oh, that's okay. Did you, but you had sleepovers in the past? I think once or twice in middle school. And you didn't watch movies during that time? We watch horror movies. Oh no, no, that could not be me. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's, I don't know, maybe my friends and I were just being stupid, but like when we're a group and usually I hate horror movies when there is like involving ghosts or like really bloody serial killers, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely not watch it on my own. And when you're a group of people, then I guess somehow we feel safer to watch it as a group. So yeah. But um, when I was referring to quotes, I wasn't even referring to like quotes you heard in middle school, but like quotes that you hear right now like you never heard it floating around like on Wednesday we were pink or you go Glen Coco no oh what okay, the heck okay. is that no. dude you just watched it. no I mean yeah but like Wednesday we're pink I just never hear I actually never heard really? anybody said that in real life oh wow okay I think it could like differ on like in terms of circles maybe my circle just really likes chick flicks and your circle is just like intensely likes horror movies or Stuff like that. And just like two Venn diagrams that never meet. Did you have uniforms before? Uh, I did in my school in Israel, but it was just a polo, not polo shirt, like a t-shirt with a school logo. Okay. Okay. Because I figure like if you had uniforms, then things like Wednesday wear pink wouldn't make sense at all. No? Oh, we, we could choose like the color of our t-shirt. So like we had like a oh. million colors. The only thing that is important is that it had the school logo on it okay okay that's that's a lot of freedom yeah we don't get to choose at all you had I, I remember you told me you had school uniform for like a second right for, for like, like a the second no I like, had like uniforms like up until I leave Taiwan oh I thought it was just like the private school that your parents sent you for like a month oh no 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 no, no. almost all schools in Taiwan have uniforms really yeah okay and it's, I guess, not just a t-shirt with a school logo. No. And you have actually different ones depending on the weather. So you have a summer mm-hmm. ones, um, which is pretty much like a t-shirt with shorts. And then mm-hmm. you have a winter one. So that will involve like a sweater sometime or jackets. So you wear shorts, not skirts. It's not like Catholic school, I guess. No, I think okay. some, it really depends on the school. Some schools will have skirts, but mm-hmm. I think they're moving to more gender neutral these days. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I kind of wish it would be nice to have uniform in a way. 
the only thing I can envision right now, I'm sorry, is the Catholic school uniform. And those were cute. I would wear them like right now, I think. Um, but also like it democratizes a lot of things. So like if your parents didn't have money to buy like really expensive jeans or really expensive like shoes or whatever, um, it wouldn't be as much of an issue, I think, with uniform that are actual proper uniform <laughs> so I, I kind of wish I had uniform to be honest oh I hated my uniforms you so. did <laughs> yeah why you have gym class maybe two or three days a week and on those days you're supposed to wear the gym uniform and not the normal uniforms so those the entire are day yeah so those oh. are designed for you to you know, do physical activities and stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I forget and I'll wear the wrong one, then I'm like very fucked. But anyways, Aww. yeah. Do you not have like a spare one? Like you don't keep a spare one in the school's gym? No, no, spot? no, not at all. You don't have a gym. Like, oh, really? The gym is open for everyone. So when you think about the Canadian gym and how you have a locker and everything and you just yeah. go into change, yeah. you don't have that at all in Taiwan. Oh. Yeah, you have one classroom, you stick to that classroom for the entire year. Mm-hmm. And um, you have teachers come in and out. Um, for That's how it works classes. in Israel, too. Yeah. And for gym, you mm-hmm. just literally just go to the gym for that one class. So maybe 15 minutes. And then that was it. You don't have changing room whatsoever, unless it's a swimming pool, like a swimming uh, class. Okay, okay, I see. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to remember what gym was like for us because gym was mandatory for us as well. And I think I don't remember how frequent it was, but it was definitely several times a week and it was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. We definitely didn't have changing rooms. So I think you would probably just have to run in jeans or do everything you do in jeans if you didn't bring anything and they would still make you do it. So, mm. yeah, even if you wore like a skirt or a dress, I feel like that'll probably make you do it. Yeah. Okay, interesting though. <laughs> um, where were we? I don't even remember. Yeah, we got really off track. <laughs> we got really off track. Okay, so I guess that's a sign from the universe or whatever, uh, which didn't align with us before to talk about the songs. So I guess we'll start with Act One and I'll group three together. So A Cautionary Tale, It Wars, and It Wars Reprise. So we open with Janice and Damien, who address the audience with a teaser of the story. And then we're transported to Africa, where we meet Katie, who is the protagonist. So she lived in Africa with her parents who research animals, and she has never been integrated into American life before, and is really excited to have the opportunity when her parents have to come back to the States due to loss of funding. Um, And then we find out, finally, that Katie is having a hard time adjusting to high school and making friends. So I don't think we ever combined three different songs before right off the bat but I could be wrong what are your thoughts yeah this is a long one I just want to say that I didn't recognize Veronica from Heather's you didn't from from this one like right off the bat I didn't but as soon as she started singing I'm like oh my god I heard his voice before and I look it up and be like oh my god it's Veronica okay that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she looks a little bit different, I agree, uh, without the 80s clothes. But I would recognize her voice like anywhere. But also, to be fair, I don't think I told I said anything about this in the Heather's episode. She was technically my artist of the year on Spotify for 2020. Wow. Yeah. So wow. I I heard a fair amount of her. <laughs> okay. Okay. So yeah, I, I see people on YouTube commenting saying that Mean Girls is 
basically hatters but without the murder and I see a lot of people comparing and contrasting two musicals I just thought it was interesting that she was in both yeah it was heavily inspired I think by Heather's okay yeah I guess that makes sense Mm -hmm. um well going back to the song I'm gonna talk about your roles uh mainly because that's I think the biggest song of the three I think it's a nice introduction to the character musically I think it's just okay I don't know if I'm the only person thinking this but do you feel like she sounds really similar to Anna from Frozen no really I thought their voices are so similar she gives me some sort of Disney vibe from the song so I think it's a nice introduction to her be like okay vocals is good (laughs) (laughs) and I also love her like eagerness to experience high school and meeting new people and her joy in this song is so cute like it's Mm -hmm. almost childlike in a way it's just so adorable but at the same time I think it's very different from the movie too, because in the movie, she seems much more nervous and anxious about going to school in the movie. Um, whereas she just seems generally excited about going to high school in yeah. the musical. Yeah. And I guess just for the spoilers, I think in general, I prefer the musical much more than the movie. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Hard I'm opposite. Gonna, I'm just going to put it out there. Hard and opposite. For the stage design I also like what they did in the background so they have like lockers and stuff like on the on the wall even so yeah in general I think it sets the tone pretty well um the vocal is pretty good but music is just not as interesting as I would expect but this is like a very typical classic opening that I would see to any musical so unlike Dear Evan Hansen, haha. Um, it starts off with like a normal introduction, and then we have the main character talking about themselves and introducing mm-hmm. us to their world, which mm-hmm. to me is a very satisfying opening. How about you? I have to say that I thought it was a pretty atypical introduction, and I did like the introduction. So uh we are introduced with Jamie. Uh, Damien and Janice. I literally combined their name, you know how she says <laughs> gruel in the movie. And it's like cool and gray together. Yeah. Remember that? Okay. That's exactly what I did with Janus. Janus. Janus and Damien. <laughs> I cannot stop. Um, so yeah, so they kind of like break the fourth wall here. And that's something that is gonna happen quite a bit throughout the musical. So the fact that we right off the bat get introduced to that and get acquainted with that, I think is really helpful. Several times, like Janice is the one to do the break the, break the fourth wall, but um, often it's Katie. So I really enjoy that aspect. Also, A Cautionary Tale, I think, is kind of a bop. I personally enjoy it a lot. And it's also very, very fun to sing, I think. Like the banter that Janice and Damien have between them is really, really nice. I feel like it reads as like believable friendship. And I'd say maybe this and early on in the first act is the most believable friendship they have. And afterwards, they don't read to me as very believable or even very close. Um, whereas in the movie, I get their clothes the entire time. So I'm going to say that I like it from here and that it doesn't reach my the level I expected as much in following that. And in terms of its wars, I actually really enjoyed it. So I actually also have a note in my uh, notes that says that I thought it was Disney-like, but the Disney-like that I associated with was DCOM. Do you know what it is? Sorry, I didn't no. want to assume. Um, it's like Disney Channel original movie. So like, think High School Musical. Oh, okay. 
yeah, yeah. So it read to me more like that or um, what is it? Camp Rock, stuff like that. So I enjoyed it. I thought at this point, Katie is likable and she's going to become less and less likable as it goes. And she's very different from her movie counterpart. Like, like you said, like this one reads very excited. This one is looking for every opportunity to do something new and to socialize while Katie in the movie is like, my parents took me out of being homeschooled because they wanted me to socialize, not the other way around. This one pounced on the opportunity to go to America. And she like gave her parents the final push. It's like, we live in a tent, adventure is what we do. And I would never read the original Katie in the movie to do that. And in terms of it roars or reprise, it was it was unnecessary. It shouldn't have been there. I understand that they want to give the juxtaposition of the happiness of it roars to how crestfallen it is in the reprise which is similar I think to what they've done in like Good Morning Baltimore except there it had a lot more impact because it was further apart and it seemed like a character growth so yeah I wasn't a big fan of the reprise but I was a really I really enjoyed a cautionary tale and it was Mm -hmm. the first one okay so the next one is Where Do You Belong? Damien and Janice volunteer to show Katie around the school and introduce her to the different social cliques. They ask her which clique does she identify with and in the end they invite her to sit with them. So I think it's a pretty simple premise. It's one of the bigger songs I think in the musical. What are your thoughts? Yeah I think it breaks down the high school groups pretty nicely and I also like the the design. Um, so I talk about the stage design, and yeah. I think the lighting on the wall is just fantastic. Like it switched from washroom to cafeteria just so quickly and smoothly. Mm-hmm. So I really like that um, transition on the stage. I think it looks amazing, and it's very interesting details because I don't know if you noticed, but students behind what's his name, Damien, Damien, yeah, Damien, they were wearing all different T-shirts with different Broadway shows. Oh, I did not At notice that. Oh my song. god. I'm kicking myself for missing it now. It's just so brilliant because like I do recognize like, one person was wearing Hamilton and the, the other one was wearing Wicked. And I'm Ooh. like, oh, oh, okay. I see what you're trying to do here. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it's interesting. Um, from the recording that we watched, like too bad I didn't see the dance break. Did you see the dance break? Uh, I have another recording, so and I watched this before. I didn't mention it, I guess, in what I like my familiarity with Mean Girls, but I think I became acquainted with the musical about two years ago. Mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to watch it actually in New York when it almost when first opened, but we decided to go to Pretty Woman instead of Mean Girls. So okay, Uh, did you notice where they were kind of exchanging tables? So. if you can visualize the way that it worked, it was Damien, Janice, and Katie's like in the center. And then around them, there are students in tables and they were shuffling their little feet to go and circle them. The, the <laughs> tables had like little um, wheels so they would move when they shuffle their feet. And I thought it was so cute and charming, actually. I thought it was also impressive. So I think like this show is known a lot for its dance and dance is a big part of it especially Mm -hmm. I think in the second act and this was really cute I thought it was really charming yeah Uh, in terms of my liking for the song I really enjoyed the song I think Damien uh, has pretty good numbers so I think they each 
differ slightly in the kind of genre they're given. And Damien is given very like classic show toony numbers usually. Mm-hmm. And I gravitate towards those in, in terms of like this, the numbers in the entire musical. I think some of them are either really strong, the majority of them are mediocre. And then there are only a few that I'm not a huge fan of, but this one I really enjoyed. And I thought it was also very memorable. It follows from the original movie, of course, with the clicks that they're describing. I had absolutely different, like a completely different experience. I don't think there were any formal clicks or any popular group. So it's always very entertaining to see how the different social groups are described in movies. And this is pretty much the quintessential way to describe them, I think. Like people took this as a blueprint and ran with it and everything else is very similar to this. So I like that it was materialized in a song version. Mm-hmm. So pretty enjoyable. All right, so the next one is Meet the Plastics. So we get introduced to the Plastics, which is the school clique that rules the school and they're comprised of its leader, Regina George, her insecure second in command who knows everybody's secrets, Gretchen Wieners, and Karen Smith, who isn't the brightest, let's just say. And the Plastics notice Katie and invite her to have lunch with them, which is a very rare opportunity. I really like the song a lot. Like, I like that they flesh out every single character and they give them different tone that will follow them to all of their individual songs. So with Regina, her, my name is Regina George, sounds very threatening and kind of it sounds like an apex predator, which is what she is, but it's it's very seductive. It's very like confident and low because she can be. It has a little bit of anger when she goes with the belting. So I really like that. In terms of Gretchen Wiener, she just talks really quickly. She talks very high pitched and you can see her insecurity in there. And with Karen, the way she sings is very kindergarten, I think. It's very sing-songy, which kind of alludes to the fact that she is not the smartest and she's also always very happy. So the way that they manage to char- characterize them in song and you get the idea of who everybody is really, really clearly, I love that. So this song, for me, rates very high. It's not my favorite, but it rates very high. What do you think? Okay, I agree. I think... The fact that they're able to introduce three very different characters in one song is absolutely brilliant. On top of what you said, I think it's interesting that Gretchen's uh, personality is very dependent on Regina. So like she doesn't even introduce herself. And she's also speaking super fast because I feel like she's scared that she's going to get cut off anytime or something. So I thought that it really describes her personality super well. Mm -hmm. But Musically, though, I actually really hate the song because I hate messy songs and it just feels like three different songs mashed together in some way. Yeah, I don't like when things are so, so different. Um, I can't enjoy this musically. I think viewing experience wise is interesting. I can let it go. But if I'm not watching the show, I'm just listening to the song. I'll definitely not play this. Interesting. I thought they actually worked really well together. So obviously they sound very different, but when they sing together and when they harmonize, I feel like they all mesh together really well. I think when they do sing together, it sounds better, but uh just the fact that their individual parts sound so different makes it very hard for me to enjoy as a whole song. I see. So that's my problem with the with the song. 
That's fair. All right. So the next one is Stupid with Love. Katie is an AP calculus, so she is like a very gifted math student. And she meets Aaron Samuels and immediately falls for him. What do you think? Yeah, music-wise, again, it's not the best. Mm-hmm. And again, similar to I Can Hear Bell Ring in Hairspray, I just I just can never get the love at the first sight kind of mm-hmm. thing. It's better than the Bell Ring song in Hairspray, though, because that one is just pure fantasy. And this one, at least like, she talks a little bit about the crush that she had back when she was like five or 10 or something. <sighs> yeah, like in general, romantic songs are just not my thing mm-hmm. um so it's not going to be top of my list for sure but one thing I do like about the song is that the overall tone is really fun and spunky and creative and narratively I also like how it really embraces Katie's awkward like yes I came from Africa and then had no idea what teenagers are like kind of persona mm-hmm. um so I thought it was really interesting and kind of cute too I think it really shows her personality very well. But other than that, music-wise, I just don't like it as much. So what do you think? I agree that it shows her personality really well. I don't like Katie in the musical as a person. Mm-hmm. I like her in the movie, and I think she's very likable in the movie. But Really? I have I... totally opposite view, but okay. Oh, really? Okay. And I think in a musical, she is very unlikable. She reads to me as a lot more manipulative, I guess. They're very manipulative, both musical and in the movie. But in here, she reads to me as like dumb manipulative, who is half aware of what she's doing and half not. And in the movie, at least she reads to me as smart manipulative, who's very much aware of what she's doing. So I like the song. I'll start with that. Maybe I should have started with that. (laughs) But (laughs) I don't like Katie. The song is nice. It's better than some of the other songs I think she get and it's also very very fun to sing but damn like Katie is so unlikable to me I don't know why so why Why? I'm interested to know why I don't know why I would love to know why she is so different in my mind with the movie and the musical in the musical she just I don't know there's something about her that I didn't like it probably, to be honest, started with It Wars. You can see the difference, the differences between the characters straight away from there. And then it continues with It Wars or Praise and how she reacts to Meet the Plastic and stuff like that. So you see they're different people straight away. So it's not stupid with love lyrics or mode or anything's fault. It just, it becomes more and more noticeable the more you know about the character, which makes sense. And I think as a character here, she's less likable. And I'm not too, too sure why she's so much less likable for me here. Um, I I would love to know because I think it could be useful. It could be the fact that she's more eager to participate in society and less passive, which puts more blame on her compared to like what happened before, maybe. I don't know. Uh, this is just a speculation of why it could be. I can't quite put my finger on it. But in terms of the song itself, I think it's a pretty okay song. I would definitely rate it as like average plus. Okay. Okay, so the next one I think is the biggest song in the musical, with the exception of maybe one other, which is Apex Predator. So at lunch, Katie sits with the plastic. 
Gretchen relays the strict rules of clothing to Katie when one of the guys from performer AP Kalko's class, I think his name is Kevin, approaches her about competing with the mathletes before Regina kind of like shoes him away and advises Katie against joining because it would be social suicide, which is stuff we heard with Where Do You Belong already. Katie is impressed by this and she tells Janice and Damien who warn her Regina is kind of ruthless and she's calculating and overall a predator. After that, Gretchen asks Katie if there are any guys that she likes. And when Katie confesses she likes Aaron, Gretchen warns her that he's Regina's ex and therefore he should be off limits to Katie. And then she promises to not say anything to Regina. So this is kind of like sandwiched between the song verses. And after this happened, Katie sings, did I think I'd be protected by my new exotic pet? And the next line she sings, like, makes sense to me in the context of what just happened. But this one doesn't make much sense. Like, not a chance if uh, she suspected I would be any sign of, like, reproductive threat, but she doesn't know yet. That makes sense. But do you understand why she, sing- like, why she sings, did I think I'd be protected by my new exotic pet? I think maybe it's just because that by reminding that, oh, she is being protected by Regina, it reminds the audience, like, why is such a no no can do to go against her, kind of. Mm. And that by being a threat to her, that she is going to risk losing all that protection. I don't really see that big of a problem with it, to be honest. I wouldn't say it's like ruining the entire song to me, you know? It's not something that is that big of a scale, for sure. But it's definitely confused me because I don't think it flows very well. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but in terms of the song, I like it. I think mm-hmm. it's a very catchy song. And honestly, the vocals are both really good in this one. And it's a very interesting metaphor of how she compares the high school to the jungle. Because I do like that. I think it speaks to her her childhood in, mm-hmm. in Africa. Mm-hmm. And also like how competitive and how aggressive the environment can be in high school. So I like that crossover. Yeah, I also really like the music for sure, except for this line. I think like a few of the lines here and there can be very clanky and wouldn't flow very well in terms of like the lyrics. And I think this is one of them for me. So another one is, for example, like singing and clapping in cake. And she says like in cake twice. And I didn't think it was very, very well done in terms of that. So there are a few instances throughout the musical, and I think it's just one of them. But in terms of the music itself, the song is rock solid. I think it's really, really good. Uh, I really like how they highlight the voices of uh, Katie and Janice. And I really like the way that it goes in general. Like, I think it starts with Janice and you hear... Katie echo it later on and you can see how strong and similar they are to each other or maybe how strong their friendship is at the very beginning and then more and more Katie's singing style gravitates away I'd say from Janice's so I think this is a good way to show the previous and then what it evolves to Hmm. So I like that musically for sure. And I just think the song is kind of a bop. Like there is a reason why it's one of the best known songs in yeah. the entire musical. Is it Definitely. your favorite, by the way? Yeah, it is. It is? I have okay. a theory about the why they mentioned Cake twice, though. I thought mm-hmm. she was just being really excited mm-hmm. to explain to 
um, to Katie how rude and how dangerous Regina can be, and that's、oh. that's why she said cake twice. That's、I、my see, understanding. See. Interesting. Okay, I didn't consider that. I just thought it was like, oh, what a clanky way to say this line. <laughs> okay, but maybe I should reconsider it with your、uh, your view. Next one is what's wrong with me. So Kitty goes to Regina's house. She meets her mom, who happened to find the burn book in Regina's closet, and the burn book being a book of all the students in their school with mean comments written about them by the plastics. So while looking through it, we find out that Regina and Janet used to be best friends before they had a falling out at like thirteen, because Regina thought Janet was gay and in love with her. And as a result, Janet had to go to art therapy and drop out of school, which is apparently why she's so good at art. Regina was being really cruel to Gretchen when we find this out, and Gretchen really fixates on what she could have done wrong to anger Regina and how can she make amends with her. And we find out that she really relies on Regina to tell her what's wrong with her and for her to try to fix her behavior. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's an incredibly sad song、mm-hmm. because we all know we can all tell that Regina just doesn't really care about her, and this shows just how dependent she is on Regina. She's vulnerable, and Regina knows that, and she constantly uses that to her advantage. And I like what the musical does about her character. I feel like she is a lot more interesting, complicated, and relatable, and、mm-hmm. she's probably one of the most Three-dimensional characters in a show, which I really appreciate, and narratively, even though I feel like narratively it's actually quite a insignificant song, like、yeah. it doesn't really do much for the plot. But I appreciate it because it's nice to see some of the death of the side characters in the movie. You don't really get to know much about her or Karen, but. In the musical, I think they definitely elaborated a lot on their personality and their relationship with each other, which、mm-hmm. is quite a nice thing, I would say.、Um, and I also like her metaphor of being an iPhone without the case. <laughs> I feel、yeah. like it's something that we can all relate to, and it's a very modern metaphor, which is updated from the movie. And、mm-hmm. I like what it did about that.、Mm-hmm. Yeah.、Um, while listening to. The cast recording. I wasn't a big fan of the song, but I think watching it made me like warm up to it a lot more, especially in the more recent times that I watched it. Because Gretchen is really sincere and so vulnerable, and I feel like many people would will, like be able to relate, especially if they either have like low self esteem or maybe toxic friendship. I feel like a lot of people will be able to feel her pain for sure. But I feel like. Even though the song is kind of beautiful, it's very fragile. I could never connect with it until I saw it in person, and I couldn't connect with it unless I'm seeing it in person because I feel like the actor have to inject a lot of themselves in order to make the lyrics come alive. So it might be a bit of a critique of the lyrics again for the music.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of like lyrics or wording, whatever. So. The person who wrote the book for this is Tina Fey, who's the same person who wrote the movie, obviously.、Um, so the book or the screen book itself is a lot better, in my opinion. And some of the lyrics I found were very missing. Yeah.、Me. Okay. I can agree with that. I think some of the lyrics are kind of like taken out of a teenager's diary or something. Exactly. It's like very superficial. It's very basic. 
almost too simple and mm-hmm. too childish. It's just very basic. For sure. But I did like the music. Yeah, the music is great. Okay. For the most part. Yes, yes, for the most part. Okay, so the next one is Stupid with Love Reprise. So we cut to math class. Aaron notices um, Kitty's transformation due to Regina's help and opens up about his relationship with Regina. And at the end of which he cites that their relationship is the reason he's swearing off of dating. So it didn't end very well, we can assume from that. Um, To cover up for a verbal slip up, Katie pretends to not get a math problem. And when Aaron helps her, she understands pretending to be dumb to talk to like Aaron can get her a ticket to get closer to him. So it works. And he invites her to his Halloween party. This is another big change, I think, by the way, from the movie and the musical. So in a musical, she kind of has a slip up and to cover for that, like she stumbles on being dumb to make him like her and in the movie it's intentional she does it on purpose and then she fails quizzes on purpose as well and I like that it was more intentional rather than a mishap again I don't know why I I cannot connect with Katie here in terms of what we watched the person that we watched playing Aaron is Cameron Dallas and he's a replacement for the original cast person I think he's like a four-week replacement and he's like apparently a very big internet personality and I like his acting here but his singing is very unsuitable for Broadway I'd say because I heard he is a singer not on Broadway so he does like other he has like another career of singing but maybe Broadway specifically it doesn't sound right so I had issue with that uh, but I did like his acting overall mm-hmm. and also, I found the song to be very, very funny, even though it's a reprise and typically I'm not that big on reprises. It had a lot of like funny moments that I actually chuckled at, like when he sings, he's swearing off of dating and Katie goes like, shit. And <laughs> <laughs> it was a good moment. And when like Janice breaks the fourth wall to explain Katie is just pretending um, and she's like, yeah, of course, of course it works for her. Um, I really like that moment too. So I thought it was really funny. I enjoyed it, except for his singing. What do you think? I was just gonna say that do you know that the two of them actually got engaged oh, this year? Wait, are you sure? The, so the original Renee cast? Ram- who? Who within the original cast? Aaron and, and Katie. Oh no way. Oh my god, congratulations to them. Yeah, they've been dating since like 2017 or something. I did not know that. It was just so interesting. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's really cute. I love seeing that. It's very cute. Yeah, but to be honest, though, for the song, I actually prefer it um, way better than the original song. I think yeah. the reprise is better, but it's just Agreed. fairly short. One comment I have with this song is I just hate when girls feel like they need to underachieve in order to get some get some sort of attraction from the guys. Mm-hmm. So I didn't appreciate that in the movie and in the musical. But they teach her like movie. this is the whole point. She's doing, she's doing something wrong and then they're showing her this is wrong and be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get okay, that. Okay. I just don't okay. like it. Oh, uh, I see. You'd rather not exist at all? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We are going to the next song, which is Sexy. Karen introduce, uh, introduces Halloween and the importance of being anything she wants to be as long as it's sexy. What are your thoughts? I don't like this song. I actually okay. hate the song. 
Okay. Um, I think vocal. Oh my gosh, you're gonna say this is your favorite, isn't it? I was. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my all-time favorite. Like, this is one of my favorite songs. I think. Period. Oh my god. Maybe it's yeah. the version I watched. Then the vocal was just. It so should be bad. the same, Karen. Okay. Oh my god. Then there's no excuse. But I really. You have like no excuse vocal. to me. <laughs> I really don't like her vocal. One thing I do like though is how. She start a performance by saying hi to the audience, and then she just starts singing right away with mm-hmm. no introduction or anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny because she also pause in the middle. She's like, "Wait, let me start over." And then she mm-hmm. literally just walks off the stage and then walks back on again. Mm-hmm. And it was just a very hilarious moment. I think mm-hmm. the version I watched, everybody laughed because it's just so funny. I think out of all the songs in terms of like their YouTube. Watch, uh, sexy had the most amount of views. I think it's like seven million, uh, and I think the second highest is Apex Predator. So I'm hopeful that people agree with my point of view that this is one of the best songs. Not only is it above musically, it by far, by far has the best lyrics of all the numbers probably combined, and it's also the most true to the actual character in the movie. Um, some of like the best lyrics they have, like "I give you sexy corn," and you hear that quoted all the time in like Broadway-related stuff. And other lyrics that are like iconic, but in a clever way, like "This is modern feminism talking." I expect to run the world in shoes I cannot walk in, and that is probably like the thesis of the entire song of making fun of the entire like sexy culture and how weird and like it is that you have to sexualize everything and 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 still be successful like you're pretty much nothing unless you are successful and sexy at the same time and uh just like something that embodies Karen with it with like sex cancer doesn't exist I did it like this song is so charming and it's so clever like I've been talking about how the lyrics doesn't work for the number of songs here and this is the only song with lyrics work big time and the performance again that like Karen gives is incredible like I can't imagine how difficult it is to smile the entire time you're on stage like your muscles and your face must be hurting like nobody's business and like having the posture and the dancing that you need to have and the vocal control to sing sexy is also very very difficult and to sound like the character amazing like this is by far like one of the favorite songs that I covered throughout the entire podcast I think like I love this song so so much so yeah (laughs) reconsider Claire reconsider uh I'll try going back to listen to a soundtrack but please I I feel like we do have very different taste (laughs) so the next one is someone gets hurt Katie shows up to the party in an actually scary costume, perish the thought, and therefore she violates the unspoken rule of having to dress sexy to these parties. Regina puts down Gretchen and talks highly of Katie, so Gretchen tells her Katie likes Aaron to try to like sabotage Katie, and then Aaron and Katie have a nice conversation, and Katie lies about tanking her math quiz, so Aaron would tutor her. Then Regina talks to Katie about her crush on Aaron and promises she isn't mad and will help, like, set the two of them up. And instead, she manipulates Aaron to get back together with him. So um, I thought this was a really funny moment, too. Like, there is the 
uh, line where like Katie comes out and one of the plastics, I'm not sure which one it is, says like, if you don't dress in a, in a skirt or something, it's slut shaming. So I thought it was really, really funny. And I like someone gets heard because I like Regina's vocal. I like Regina's vocals more in the cast recording compared to the Renee rap uh, version I watched, though I do like her voice a lot. It just subtly different, I think. In the one with Renee, she sounds more emotional in a way and a little bit less predator-like. And I like the predator vibe that it gives, especially in a song like Someone Gets Hurt, where she's clearly faking the kind of emotion that she has. It's like, oh, you know, um, you're using me. And she's gaslighting Aaron and manipulating him, like, honestly, amazingly, uh, amazingly in a very bad way. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And I like when you can hear more of the predation compared to the fake emotion, because I think it um, carries the point better. What do you think? Yeah, I think musically is very interesting. All of her songs are just so slow and seductive, charming and dangerous in a way. And I do like that sort of villain vibe that they give to her musically here you can definitely get a sense of like how manipulative she is. If without context of the song, then naturally people probably will feel bad for her. And that's just amazing how she is just such a great manipulator in Mm -hmm. a sense. Yeah, A++ for her acting. (laughs) Oh my God. I have also seen a lot of comparison between like Heather and Regina. So I thought it was very interesting because even though I can definitely see some similarities between the two of them, but I do feel like the way that they use to get what they want are very different. Like mm-hmm. Heather to me is much more aggressive and she is more likely to fight you or confront you directly. And Regina on the other side, she's more like sneaky in my opinion. Like she gives me the snake vibe that she will smile at you being kind to you and then do something or say something behind your back and uses kind of like the mind games in a way um to beat you but yeah but do do you also see that what do you think about the comparison between the two of them i think the comparison is fair but because heather chandler dies so quickly yeah very very (laughs) early on it's not a fair comparison because regina is the main antagonist i'd say if you do have an antagonist in here it will be regina and she has a lot of importance throughout the story as a person not just as a prop or as like a situation that occurred so obviously regina is a lot more complex and is a better villain compared to heather chandler in terms of like characterization I think Mean Girls takes the cake, but in terms of an adaptation, Heather's takes the cake by a lot. Mm -hmm. So the next one is Revenge Party, which I feel like is the other song that is very well known from the musical. Katie is really mad about what happened (laughs) and she goes to Janice and Damien uh, to complain about Regina snatching Aaron and the three devise a revenge plan to dethrone Regina. Uh, so within that plan, they feed Regina protein bars to make her gain weight, send candy grams under Regina's name to Katie and Karen, but not to Gretchen. So Gretchen would feel betrayed and reveal Regina's secret. And her secret is that she's cheating on Aaron. Uh, it's a pretty fun song. I don't think it's as good as Apex Predator, but I still enjoy it quite a lot. And I feel like they have a purpose 
which is always a good thing to have and mm-hmm. fun to witness. And I think they're also having a lot of fun doing what they're doing. Um, even like when Katie has a few questions about like, oh, should we do this? This is not really right. Uh, when she do each of like the sabotaging acts, it feel very cathartic <laughs> to watch her do it. Mm-hmm. And as an audience, like I feel a lot of joy. So it's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it a lot. What do you think? Yeah, I really like the song, actually. It's very catchy. Actually, Janice kind of gives me low-key JD vibe in this one. I don't know oh. if it's because, like, I I just can't help. When I look at her, I just think of Heather's. I know it's bad. <laughs> I know it's bad, but, like, she really does leave that strong impression. Like, she was really, really good in Heather's, and I think that's why. But she really gives me that JD vibe when she's, like, when someone attack you, you got to attack back or something. And I'm like, okay. I see you. Yeah, I, I really like Janice um, in the musical too. Yeah, and this is the song where the famous energy bar scene happened. So being the one scene that I remember from the movie, I feel very closely connected to the scene and therefore the song too. So I like that. Um, okay, so the next one is Fearless and I'm going to group it with Someone Gets Hurt or Praise Number One. So um, Katie tells Aaron Regina is cheating on him and he storms out. She is then confronted by the math teacher, Mrs. Norbury, who notices that Katie's underperforming in math despite being very gifted and probably actually knowing the answers. And then um, Katie goes on a rant to the plastics and they encourage her to put all of her frustrations in the burn book about Mrs. Nor- Norbury. Um, so we cut to the school's talent show after that, the Plastics plus Katie perform a Christmas number of Rocking Around the Pole, where Regina's skirt falls off because of her weight gain, and as a result, the school starts turning on Regina and idolize Katie instead. So the situation finally blows up when Regina shows up in sweatpants to lunch, thus violating their rules. Gretchen stands up to her, saying she can't sit with them at lunch, and um, as a result of like Regina's transgression and Katie backs Gretchen up um, and because of this entire thing Regina's reign is ended and Katie's reign is starting. I don't like Fearless much. I think it just lacks personality and doesn't feel as big as it should be despite you know the dance number and it's supposed to be like I guess, the very end of Act 1. So it should be a lot more big and bombastic. And I don't think it does that. I think it's a little bit boring musically. Lyrically, it's also boring. So both of these elements don't work. I like the reprise of Someone Gets Hurt, but I think that's just because I like Someone Gets Hurt originally. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't. there's not enough of it to redeem the Act 1 closer to me because I feel like an Act 1 closer should be a lot better than this. It should be a lot bigger and memorable and this didn't do it for me what do you think yeah I'll say musically it doesn't really live up to what it's supposed to do Mm -hmm. Um, but I do like how he ends with the reprise actually because it does give me the creepy vibe I'm so scared (laughs) when she comes out I'm like oh my god well the song actually reminds me a little bit of Wicked and how like it opens up with like oh, she's dead and everybody seems to be really happy about that and everyone is celebrating in a way but then it closes off with like Regina coming out and it leaves that worrying emotion in me I guess so Interesting. I feel like as an act one closer is not the worst 
And unlike the typical at one closer, I can appreciate what they're trying to do here. And I think it's actually quite brilliant. So even、oh. though the fearless itself, I don't like it musically all that much. And I do also agree that it's a little bit boring and easily forgettable. But I like how it ends with the reprise.、Mm-hmm. I also like that it ends with the reprise, but it's just a little too little for me to redeem the entirety of Fearless because Fearless just missed completely. Maybe、mm-hmm. the beginning I liked a little bit of like them actually feeling free, the way they acted and the way they sing it. It feels like an actual load is off their back, but. As it continues to the actual song, I just liked it less and less the more I heard of it.、Mm-hmm. But in terms of closing an entire thing where someone gets hurt, I thought that was brilliant. It did feel very threatening, and I like that part too.、Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess we start with, or we continue with Act Two, and the first number is Stop. A month has passed, and Katie has become super self absorbed. We learn that Janice is a finalist for an art competition, and Katie has been nominated for a Spring Fling Queen. She tells Janice and Damon that she can't come to see Janice at her art show because she needs to go somewhere with her parents. Then Damien is concerned about Katie's change and advises her to stop. Making stupid mistakes and instead think things over, and he recruits like other people to tell her about their own mistakes and how their obsession over things that don't really matter ruined things for them. What do you think? I really like the character. Actually, he's just so supportive and so sweet. <laughs> he's just like a really good friend in general, and I would like to have him as a friend. I appreciate when he and Janice trying to give friendly advice to Katie to trying to you know bring her back to I guess the quote unquote right track、mm-hmm. and to tell her to stop stop trying. And my favorite line from this entire song is when you feel attacked, that's a feeling and not a fact. And、right. I can relate to this so much because. Usually, I get very defensive when I feel embarrassed. So whenever I feel like my ego is being threatened, or I guess "quote unquote" feeling feeling that I'm being attacked, I just get very defensive. And I, I think there's some truth in that line, so I can relate to it a lot. <laughs> and I think it's a very fun、um, act to opener too, because it's very dancing heavy, and there's a lot of like pretty interesting choreography going on in this one as well. So I do like how energetic and how positive and light and fun that is trying to set for the rest of the act two. So I do like that overall tone, and、uh, yeah, even though musically、um, it's not my top favorite, but it's still fun to watch viewing wise.、Mm-hmm. I like Damien more in the movie. Surprise! And I think it's probably because of the song when he talks about his mistakes. It just、uh, a little bit terrible what he did, and obviously the entire thing is about making mistakes. But there is a difference between tattooing the word for bucket and like harassing somebody online. Yeah, that was that was a little bit of a no for me. And also, I didn't like when he says、um, co-host or something was some female thing. I felt that was really dismissive. Like, at least say like some girl, not some female thing. And it feels very. Dehumanizing. So I did prefer Damien as his movie persona, which I think he still retained like his good qualities that you find here in the movie of being a very supportive friend, of being very generous, and、um, 
um, dependable as a person, but without all the weirdness that they injected into him here. And also stop as a number is pretty good. It had a lot of like really disorienting things happening, like with Karen, especially like I felt so bad for Karen after she says like her backstory, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. It was uh, it's a good number, gives you more perspective of the people and it makes sense in terms of placement. And I think this is this and another song in act two is the only other thing that I would say like act two does incredibly well because in terms of narrative I think act one is tacked like packed very tightly and is working seamlessly and act two drags things along I would cut a number of things there and I don't think it had as much impact as act one did it's a little bit more all over the place for me Okay. Well, I do feel like I appreciate the fact that he is weirder in musical, though, to be honest, because I feel like in a movie, he was just kind of just there. He doesn't really have a lot of personality. And I do agree, like, he is a lot more normal and nice and everything, but, like, like it feels like a textbook good friend. That's, like, an NPC character. He feels like that in the movie for me. So even though that, yes, I do agree, like, the things that he does is not appropriate or it's a little bit weird but I feel like it gives him a little bit more um personality which I don't mind Mm -hmm. yeah I I can see where you're coming from it's definitely he's definitely a lot more fleshed out and like I said myself he has basically zero personality in the movie and Mm. expanding on it in any way I suppose is good I just wish they expanded on it in maybe a different way made him complex in another way that wasn't as questionable as this (laughs) But uh, yeah, overall, good song. I still like it. Okay, next three are What's Wrong With Me Reprise, Whose House Is This, and More Is Better. Gretchen and Karen convince Katie to stay home instead of going with her parents and to throw a party. Regina learns about the party and finds out she wasn't invited. At the same time, she also finds out the protein bar Katie has given her and makes her gain weight. And then we cut to the party. It's much bigger than Katie expected and it becomes really quite chaotic. Katie gets drunk and goes to find Erin in her bedroom. They have a heart to heart and Katie accidentally lets out that she's been faking failing math to get his help and uh, treats Erin a little bit, a lot, like Regino treats him. So Erin confronts her and then leaves. And I guess this is where I'll end the description for these three um it's a long number it's a long it is a long number I feel like that last scene though the most important thing for me is when she tells Aaron be like just sit there and look hot oh yeah I feel like that's a much more no-no kind of line um compared to what happened in the movie if you dislike Katie because of that I can't understand why but anyway sorry I'll let you go first um and stop the song um, I don't think I have too, too much to say about these, but I would like to know that Whose House Is This isn't a very well-liked song within, like, I think the Broadway fandom, which I think you would appreciate, Claire, because oh, the artist said you didn't like it. Yeah, uh, but I actually like it quite a bit. I think it's very funny. I think it's very uplifting. It's not the best. I'm not going to pretend it's the best, but I don't mind it at all. Unlike I think a lot of people who listen to this musical... And More Is Better, I think, is still very, very boring. I find myself not liking a lot of Katie's songs for me. What do you think? I really don't like the song. I hate the song. It's like <laughs> Big Fun, and I, I just hate it. Oh, I enjoyed Big Fun, too. Okay. Like, I hate Big Fun, too. 
if big fun is like two out of ten for me this one is like zero out of ten for me oh it's it just what about it i don't like it and musically i think it just doesn't vibe with me okay yeah so no offense to people who like it i feel like music is just a very personal thing obviously something that i like was probably gonna be somebody's least favorite or something but that being said i'm just trying to say that this song just doesn't work for me and what's wrong with me reprise I like it because it's so random. It literally comes from nowhere. I think Katie was saying something and there was literally zero introduction. And then the song just happened. It just, mm-hmm. she just starts singing. Yeah. And I, I don't know, the humor of this musical is just sometimes so random. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Um, I like still- that they included her mom for this. Um, yeah. Regina's mom. Yeah. Because her mom in a movie, also zero personality. She was just kind of there. And she had a little bit she was like i'm the cool mom and she clearly really wanted to capture her glory days i suppose of being in high school or being a teenager and it could be like a commentary of like how pigeonhole women are to um stay within like youth or to look sure. still very young sure, but it doesn't get a whole lot of personality yeah sure. I, I like how um it shows a little bit of that mother-daughter relationship and how much power regina has even over her mom so I like um, her mom gets to sing a little bit here. And that I found to be that. sad. I thought that was like an uh, introduction, like a villain origin story for Regina because her parents should be the one in control. She shouldn't be the one bossing her on her parents. Like um, I think in the movie and they also retain it in the musical. She says like, oh, I made them change room with me because yeah, I like their room better. Yeah, they should, that should never happen with a child. So I feel like her parents are the one failing her. And this is the training wheel that she had in order to be the kind of person she is today. And she had to work hard on changing herself, um, which she does in the end. I felt sorry for her mom, too. It's not her mom's fault for doing that. But this made me be more sympathetic to Regina, too. Okay, interesting. Interesting. But this is becoming so common these days. You see all these people, well, that's, not all these people, but like a, a lot of thing. the young people getting what they want and their parents, like even feels like they're worshiping their child. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> it is. Exactly. It's crazy. That's like their parents failing them. It's like uh, with Matilda when we watch it, when they all go with like, my mama says I'm a miracle. There should be an in-between between my mother says I'm a miracle and my mother says I'm a like funny, ugly, little warm or whatever. There should be a middle ground in between them where the parents obviously love their children, but they need to make them, shape them into productive and good members of society that doesn't get worshipped everywhere they go and doesn't get abused everywhere they go you know yeah that's hard Becky parenting is hard I think it's hard because this is the world or this is the generation when you are like trying to embrace the individuality and like by embracing it a lot of people like mistakenly communicate that as like you're special and you are different and you are the best and when the child believes that they're special then a lot of the things that they do, it's like, because I'm special and they become narcissists almost to pay so much attention on themselves and not on other people. And that's one of the problems that an individualism culture can have on the next generation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree with that. But I'm saying that while this is absolutely true, this is also a result of incorrect parenting oh for sure for sure so I definitely I definitely feel for Regina too because she should have a mother or not mother she should have parents where is her father you know she should have parents that impart this kind of 
understanding on their children and in the movie you see this a lot more with her little sister just like doing whatever she wants she's like being raised by television and she sees like girls going wild she takes off her shirt and stuff like that she's not being raised by her mom because her mom is like so busy letting them do whatever they want in order to not impact them as like Mm -hmm. not to like make them feel squashed or whatever and because she's failing them I feel really bad for Regina I guess we went through a big parenting (laughs) rant yeah we did did. Uh, which was unexpected unexpected but uh what was the song we were even covering uh more like uh what's wrong with me reprise yeah thank you for unleashing that within us (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I'm okay with the song more is better though Musically, it doesn't stand out for me, but narratively, mm-hmm. it gives Aaron more of a character and personality. So similar to mm-hmm. like what the musical does for other characters, I feel like it makes him really likable in the, in the musical. Because in the movie, he was honestly almost a little bit boring and it did bother me a little bit. Plus that he kissed Katie when he was still dating Regina too. And that doesn't make him a good character in my opinion. That's mm-hmm. what I feel from the movie. Yeah, sure. but then here, I do appreciate because of that one scene, Um, he did seem like he's generally invested in her. And I really like how he researched stuff on Kenya and to talk to her specifically, just how he liked the pictures in her room and some of the stuff that is related to Kenya culture Um, so that they have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, she was like, throwing up and vomit and it was gross yes but then he was just kind of leaving and he didn't really bother to see if she was all right but in the musical like he didn't really leave until like he makes sure that she's on the bed and she was okay so Mm -hmm. I feel like in general the song itself it adds a lot of scores for me for Aaron's character It, (laughs) it tells you a lot about how he appreciate the fact that he wants to be with somebody who's real and I think it's a lot more convincing by what we see in the song. Um, another thing I like about the song is the stars reference because she said that she has less stars now. And it's finally when she becomes herself again towards the end of the musical that she sees the stars again. So for me, that reference makes the I See Stars finale a little bit more powerful and a lot better. <laughs> so I like what she does here. So mm-hmm. yeah. I agree with that. Like, I'm going to disclose it right now. I don't like um, stars at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I see stars, sorry. I don't like it at all. And I feel like I would have liked it even less if this wasn't introduced and more is better. Yeah. The next one is Someone Gets Hurt and World Burn. Janice and Damien confront um, Katie about not coming to the art show despite being in town and throwing a party without inviting them. Katie pushes back saying Janice is obsessed and in love with her, which causes Janice to give her a wake-up call saying she's not pretending to be plastic anymore. Um, For those of you who don't remember, this is exactly what Regina said to her when they were like 13. She also shows like Katie the painting she won first prize for, and that's a painting of the three of them being friends. And after that, we cut to Regina putting her picture in the burn book along with an insult and making photocopies of the content of the burn book to distribute around the school for everyone to see and chaos ensues essentially. I just want to say that World Burn is my second favorite number. I really like it. I think it's a power move. I know it's like obviously from the movie but it's still like watching it 
and seeing it as a power, like the power move that it is in a musical form, it gave me a whole new appreciation for it and a whole different medium to appreciate it through. So I liked it. I like it musically because it feels like the same predatory, a little bit calm, I'd say, way of Regina and confidence she had before, transporting to a more angry vibe but still recognizably her so I think they handle it really well the performer is giving an amazing performance for this it's such a difficult number with all the belting that it requires I was really blown away and I think just like the fact that recognizing how difficult this number must be to perform and seeing it performed uh, even if it was like more of a mediocre song I would still be very very impressed and rated higher than it is so overall I'd say this this is something I really really enjoyed Mm-hmm. The next one is my least favorite song in the entire musical, and it's I'd Rather Be Me. The only three who aren't in the burn book are Katie, Karen, and Gretchen, obviously. So they're blamed for the burn book itself and all the chaos that ensues. An assembly is called where everybody apologizes for being mean to each other. And Janice confesses publicly about actively trying to dethrone Regina through Katie. And at the end of the song, Regina and Katie get into an argument outside of school where Regina accidentally gets hit by a bus. I will say I don't hate it, but it's not something that stands out for me either. I do feel like this musical, like most of the songs are not bad. Maybe it's because I only watch it once, but a lot of them sound kind of not too memorable. And Mm. this is definitely one of the not memorable ones. I like the fact that the female students kind of join in later on the song. So that's sort of supporting Janice because of how strong she was being in the song. That's the part I like, but Mm. musically is just not something to my liking. Um, I wouldn't call this horrible. Like it's it's not to the level of whose house is this at all, (laughs) but it's also not something that I would remember and trying to play on my playlist. Mm. Yeah. This is my whose house is this? Oh, okay. Tell me I don't think I'd have a lot of reasons to hate it. I just think it's so boring because I feel like the other numbers I can at least remember and this one just feels like one of those pop songs you would hear anyway that didn't get quite to the top 40s spot and I really like Mary Gilbert Reed so and I liked her previous songs in this musical so this is also something that is offensive (laughs) I wouldn't put it Mm -hmm. obviously I don't mean as bad as offensive but you get the idea in the song it just the lyrics feel stupid to me the melody is really bad and I feel like this is a really important moment within the musical and it's not communicated so I think it's the fact that it's trying to do something and failing so badly and by failing I mean being so mediocre and so underachieving that's the issue I have with this like whose house with this I think is trying and it's not necessarily being the best but it's trying to be different and not being underperforming and mediocre just failing at what it does like essentially and in here it just doesn't even try really and that's my issue okay Okay, next one is Fearless Reprise and Do This Thing. The school turns on Katie and blames her for Regina's accident. Understanding her behavior is not something she's proud of and to make amends um, by taking like full responsibility for writing the burn book. In this punishment, she gets a three-week suspension and is banned from the Spring Fling dance. Katie then also apologizes to Miss Norbury for saying she sells drugs and Mrs. Norbury, Miss, Miss Norbury suggests for Katie to earn extra credit by joining the Maplates and in the end they win the championship. 
I really like the song do this thing. I like when she says like the limit does not exist. Uh, I also thought it was relatively funny. So when introduced like the competition, the host was like sponsored by no one. And I thought it was really funny. Uh, (laughs) That part was funny. (laughs) Yeah. And also like with Aaron. So this is a difference between the musical and the movie. So in the movie, obviously nothing happens to Aaron as a result of the burn book. But in the um, musical, he is not supposed to be within the school he's not within the district or something and it gets revealed when Regina shows like all the photocopies and as a result he cannot attend the school anymore and has to be homeschooled so uh he has a line sorry Katie says like I'm sorry that you have to be homeschooled and then Aaron says yes so is my mom and I thought it was really funny I was like oh I don't see the reason for having to do this entire thing but just for this line I'm gonna let it go I like this line I'm like it's good so I thought it was really funny I enjoyed most of it and thumbs up for me yeah I don't really have a lot to say about fearless reprise it's just okay one thing I guess I'll note here is I like how Karen's actually kind of cute and she's not that stupid she's actually kind of smart when she said the rule of two which Mm. is like everything has two sides like for example one of the examples she provided was like um, when Regina is mad at me or mean to me she's actually unhappy with herself and I'm like oh okay you're not at all like naive or or stupid or anything like she actually understands a lot of things so I like what they do with her character a little bit here Mm. And for do this thing, unfortunately, this is one of the not so memorable song for me because mm-hmm. I do understand why you would enjoy it because viewing experience is fun and I do enjoy watching it when I was watching the musical. But when I'm listening to the soundtrack, then not so much because, well, first of all, I'm never like the, the type of person who likes hyper energetic songs all that much. And I guess the other reason why I don't know if this song is totally my thing is also the rapping part. I I don't know how I feel about rapping yet. So this song doesn't really do all that much for me. Okay. I'm trying to like create a mental image of what is the worst. You know how you have like the X and the Y axis and like, let's say like... Like you have a zero point and then you go like left and you have like all the negative points. And I was like, where does Amelie fall? Like, is it all the way to the end of the left? Or like, where does Big Fun go? I guess Big Fun is like all the way to the end of the left axis. And then Amelie is still to the left, but like middle maybe. That's that's my vision right now of it. Yeah, well, <laughs> next time I'll try to draw a graph for you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But low key, if you want to, I wouldn't say no. <laughs> um all right so I guess we get to the very final song which is I see stars I think we already discussed it a little bit but a lot of things go down here so Katie and Aaron uh get together during the competition after he sees Katie being her true authentic self and then Katie sneaks into spring fling dance to make up with Janice and at the washroom Katie sees Regina and apologizes to her as well Katie wins spring fling queen and publicly apologizes to Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> I don't think I can ever say Janice's name in this one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> if we have any listeners whose name is Janice, I personally would like to apologize to you. Um, to Janice in her speech in front of the entire school. She iconically breaks the crown into pieces and it gives them to everybody in the audience uh, to say they're all worthy, essentially. Um, 
I think I already mentioned this about Icy Stars, but I think it's a nice sentiment, but a boring song. Not my favorite ending in general. It kind of, this is the song that I was talking about in the very beginning that kind of reads like a decom to me in the most bad way, I'd say, or most banal way. I wouldn't say necessarily all bad. Yeah, out of the context, this song is eh, but I guess experiencing it at the end of the show makes it slightly better. Music-wise, it's not much. It's mm-hmm. not that memorable. Yeah, it, it actually does remind me of Fearless, which is just as forgettable yeah. <laughs> as this one is. I mean, I like that it ends on a good note, but this is just how the movie ended too. So no surprise here. And I'll say it just, yeah, it's like a very typical closing number. Not much yeah. to say, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> final Do thoughts? you want to move in? Exactly. Do you want to move into our final thoughts? You want to yeah. go first? Yeah. Um, I will say that I definitely prefer the musical because it just explores everything way more and the character just feels a lot more lived in for me. Like Katie actually feels like a living, breathing person um, and not just somebody to drive the plot forward as she was in the movie. And at least that's the vibe that I got. I understand that Katie has like a little bit more of a complicated side in the musical, but I think that's why I I like her in the musical more. And that's just because what makes a character interesting is not just whether or not she's good or bad but whether or not she's interesting enough and I feel like in the musical like she talks a lot more about her feelings and her thoughts um, compared to the movie and that's why I appreciate a lot more and I love how they made um, Gretchen more complex and you can easily see that she lives in a constant state of anxiety and self-depression almost um, because before she was just kind of like a sassy girl I mean I guess in the movie, it was shown a little bit too, especially with the candy can scene. Um, mm-hmm. You can tell that she's also insecure about her position and her friendship with Regina. But I like how it was further explored in the musical as well. Um, I like how they made Regina sassier and a little bit more manipulative. And Karen's just so funny and lovable. So in general, I think relationship wise and character wise the musical does a lot better job and it's just easy to see why um they decided to make a musical out of this one I think some of the songs they added here make a lot more sense um but unfortunately the music just kind of falls short I believe the intentions were good to try to create more space for each of the side characters a lot more and I do appreciate that I like that Um, And I think it's fairly distributed across uh, some of the more important side characters, but I think they can definitely do better in terms of the music and definitely the lyrics. So I think we talked about this earlier in the episode too, but some lyrics is just really basic and how the message and like the final message they try to communicate in the finale, which is like, oh, by saying somebody else is ugly, doesn't make you pretty. Like that's basic. Like, that's not something that would make me nod my head and go away with something that I learned from this musical. So I feel like it can definitely be deeper and it has the potential to be deeper. Unfortunately, that just didn't happen. So that's definitely some of the areas of improvements I can see happening, though. So yeah, but what about you? Once again, I'm reminded why I like doing this podcast so much with you, because I feel like... (laughs) 
we're so different that I love hearing things from our perspective so much. Um, that being said, completely different again in here because I think as an adaptation, it falls very short in the way that the movie is a lot stronger than the musical. I think in the movie, they feel like actual real life character. They feel like authentic breathing human being that have a more of a character arc and I think that in turn has a lot to do with the ending where you see how they evolve in the next year and moving onwards and the lesson they learn and you don't see that as much in the musical and I think except Gretchen who they did like a masterwork on uh, in the musical all the characters were better off in the movie there are aspects of the character that I enjoy that they've done here. So I think how they made Regina seem very predatory. It's like they took the moment where, so you agree, you think you're really pretty and they stretch you to be her entire character. But everything else, I think the movie just did a lot better. I think they seem like actual living, breathing people. Like Katie, I didn't read as an actual person in a musical. The excitement that she has about being socialized, it just didn't really read to me like an authentic person. And um, Regina didn't seem quite as manipulative in the musical compared to the movie. And neither did Katie. I like the fact that Katie had a lot of manipulative elements to show how she is actually really close to Regina and how she can easily be like Regina if she tries a little bit. And I don't think it was as pronounced in the musical. Um, in terms of the songs, I liked some music for almost all of them. And I like the lyrics for sexy and for um, maybe a couple and more. And then everything else I like a lot less. I think the lyrics could be a lot tighter. Um, also in terms of narrative, I think maybe they should have distributed the acts a little bit differently. I can't really visualize how they should do it, but act one was very, very good, very tight. It had a lot of really good songs in it and it followed very steadily. Well, act two meandered a lot more. It was slower. Um, it wasn't as impactful musically and the plot wasn't as captivating. So something in there needs to be either tightened up or rearranged a little bit. I would say overall, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I did not enjoy it as much as the movie, which is a shame because I think as an adaptation, the movie either needs to introduce something new to merit its existence or to improve on the source material in another way. And I do think they introduced some new things and there is a reason for it existing. And I think mainly that's to flesh out the side characters in terms of the main characters and the main antagonist, it falls short for me. Um, so I do, I wouldn't say like, there's no reason for it to exist. I do think that it's good enough to exist for sure, but it's not nearly as good as the movie for me. So uh, take that as you will. And I guess before we give our very final scores, I send you a quiz, an offering for me. All right. So this is the quiz time and we are doing Which Mean Girls Broadway Character Are You? And this is from abroadwayinbound.com. Right. Okay. So the first question is pick something pink. And we have six images. One of them is like of a pink sunset looking thing, pink macarons, pink old-fashioned, old-timey dial telephone, um, pink sunrise, a pink, like, I don't know what it is, like a, a laptop background. Yeah, maybe wallpaper and rosé, I'm assuming. I'll pick the sunrise. 
I pick the rosé, even though I don't like it, but I just like the aesthetics. Um, pick something not pink. We have oranges, sushi, coffee, motorbike. I don't even know what kind of flower it is. But we have yellow flowers and a chess game. I'm going to pick sushi. I'm going to pick coffee. Pick a book to read. The Catcher in the Rye by J.D. Salinger. Confession of a Shopaholic by Sophie Kinsella. The Hunger Games by Suzanne Collins. Silence of the Lamb by Thomas Harris. The Princess Diary by Meg Cabot. Life of Pi by Yann Martel. I'm going to pick Silence of the Lamb. Okay. I read all of them except for Silence of the Lamb. <laughs> okay. Oh, interesting. Um, you should. I should not. You should. <laughs> but I, yeah, I should not. But uh, I'm deliberating between Confession of a Shopaholic, which I enjoyed. The protagonist is also Becky. So bonus points for that. Uh, and The Princess Diaries. Fun fact, I just finished doing a read through of The Princess Diary from books one to six. Oh. And I think I told you the story, Claire, of I think it was around book eight where the protagonist, which is Mia Thermopolis, she is a devout vegetarian <laughs> throughout the entirety of the series until she breaks up with her boyfriend, Michael. Spoiler alert, by the way, for The Princess Diaries, if you didn't read it, it came out like 10 years ago or more. Um, and at that point, she eats a burger, like a meat burger, not a veggie burger. And she becomes like a flexitarian in which she keeps a mainly vegetarian diet, but sometimes she eats meat. And that broke my heart. I literally cried so, so hard. I was like maybe 13 or 13, I'd say, maybe. And I cried like for a very long time until my dad came back like in the middle of the night and I was like, it's okay, it's okay, calm down, don't worry Bye. about it. And because she stopped being vegetarian and I was like, she's giving up her morals, she's giving up who she is as a person because she broke up with a guy. <laughs> what? Um, because it was such an integral part of who she was. Like she wanted to volunteer for Greenpeace after graduating. She had like PETA or like Save the Animals or I hope not PETA. PETA is not a great organization, but Save the Animals or whatever. And she was very vocal about the meat industry. As somebody who recently became vegetarian, I think I became vegetarian around like 10 or 11 or something. And I read this book at 13 and it broke my heart and I was just crying so so bad uh, so I couldn't bring myself to get to that point in the books and I quit after book six in my read through yeah oh um I guess I'll pick it pick a movie to watch The Godfather, Zootopia, Pitch Perfect, Guardians of the Galaxy, Jaws, It's a Wonderful Life I'm sure you'll pick Zootopia. No, I'm going to pick Godfather, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm surprised. Okay, I'm picking Zootopia. Um, I never actually watched The Godfather. Is it worth a watch? I think so. The only thing about- It's very long, though. Yeah, they're through movies, right? Yeah. Um, Pick the trade that best describes you. Ambitious, smart, responsible, fierce- Cheerful, fear, mysterious, courageous, charming, witty. I'm gonna pick responsible. Mm, I think that's probably right. Um, I guess I'll pick ambitious. You're at the mall. Where do you head first? Bloomingdale's, Hot Topic, Model Sporting Goods, Food Court, duh. Forever 21, Petco. I just want to say, by the way, the food court, duh. The duh was there. I didn't put the, the duh after the food court. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick uh, the food court. Uh, I'm going to pick Forever 21 because I find that like food court at the malls are not very good usually. 
Favorite subject in school? Math, science, social studies, English, foreign language, gym, who goes to class? And again, we have this question. I'm going to pick foreign language. Science. I thought I got Damien. Oh, no way. Okay. What's the description? Uh, you're friendly, outgoing, and full of bravado. Um, your forgiving mm-hmm. and playful nature makes you a joy to be around, and people know that they can trust you because you call them like you see them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got Mr. Duval. You're a man of principle, also possibly a principle. Regardless of your occupation, you have integrity and are not afraid to show a little tough love. After all, you did not leave the South Side for this. And there is a quote, I guess. I will keep you here all night. We can't keep them past four. I will keep you here until four. What's your quote? Oh, um, she doesn't even go here. <laughs> I love that quote. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so I guess we give our final rankings. Drum roll, please. I'm going to give it a seven out of 10 pink shirts. Okay, I'll give it six out of 10 cheese crackers. Okay. I feel like that's so strange because I was the one who mainly put this musical down while we were talking and you're the one to hype it up. And oh, yet I, um, yeah, in general, I like it better than the movie, but I just don't, like, in general, the the genre is just not my thing. Okay, that's fair, yeah. that's fair. Um, all right, so I guess this is it from us for this episode. Happy October 30, y'all. And if you want to talk about the musical if you agree with Claire that it's a better adaptation or with me that it's a worse adaptation uh, please discuss it with us at Podway Podcast on Instagram Twitter or Reddit or you can also you know email us if you're not a social media person at podwaypodcast at gmail.com if you have any suggestions especially for something that is not musical I know every single time we mention like we're doing musicals we're doing theater we're doing like um what what else you do this part so I didn't really pay attention I gotta say (laughs) but we do like theater as well and I guess we never covered theater so we would like to delve into that and if you have something you would like us to cover we would be happy to so please send us a message we don't bite and apart from that thank you so much for listening and have a good day Bye. bye